Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. Maybe a little more melancholy tonight because this is going to be a quiet cast. Well, I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? I'm good, Johnny Cakes. What's the uh, what's that weird fetish where you like to hear whispering or something? It's, it's called a- ASMR. It's yeah. like if I can you hear this? It's like if yeah. I'm tapping my fingernails on the microphone. Really exciting. It is. Yeah, people. <laughs> you know what's funny? Olivia listens to ASMR before she falls asleep. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you just listen to people whisper. Or there was this one, there's this one weirdo woman who like, she gets a, a jar of pickles and she, she'll like slowly open the jar and then she'll, it sounds, uh, you know, it sounds sexual actually. And she pulls a pickle out and she like slowly crunches it. Sure. Cr- crunches into the microphone and people love it apparently. I mean, she has like millions of views on YouTube making tons of money eating pickles. Yeah, sounds hot. It does, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? Um, so anyway, episode 56, uh, a little bit early this week as you have a planned trip to Alabama to visit Chloe, um, so we got to squeeze this one in, get our picks in a few days early, which is a little bit difficult. There's a, quite a few days between now and game times. Uh, it's true, and I, I'm even going to have to gamble in real life days early because... Now all my all my apps are done, you know all the apps are you have to be based in Jersey, and then the <laughs> and then the offshore app I was using officially closed me down because of New Jersey. And so yeah, this is not a good position for me. But once again, I like my bets. Well, yeah, but so New Jersey is the only state where you can use like DraftKings. Is it is that true? I didn't and, realize that. Yeah, maybe Pennsylvania, but. You know, it really sucks. When I'm at national championship games and I have to bet on Villanova, you know, unless the Final Four is going to be in fucking Atlantic City, you know, I'm shit out of luck. Until You're making we, calls it, to bookies. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to find a bookie. I mean, can you imagine legalized gambling? Can we just get it all together? <laughs> why, I, I, why do I have to wait? Like, what am I waiting for? It's legal. What are these states holding out for? What's uh, the reason? Is it for taxation or I don't I, get it. I don't know. I guess they didn't have a lot of the stuff in place, but I mean, what does it matter if I'm beyond state lines? I am a <laughs> New, Jer- New Jersey resident. I know. Like you pay your taxes in Jersey. Why does it matter that you're placing bets on your phone when you cross a state line? It doesn't make sense to me. They're making things so difficult for, for hardworking you know, blue-collar Americans like yourself. Trying to fucking gamble. I'm going to have to do, like, some cloaking device or something, like, on my phone. Or, like, you know how Liam Neeson can be, like, in a tower, and then he hooks up a (laughs) walkie-talkie to a phone? Like, you know, and then he tricks all the guys trying to come get him? Like, that's what I have to do. Yes, somehow you have to have an IP address that looks like you're in Jersey. There's got to be a way that you can do that to trick the system. Scammers do it all the time. I, right. Why can't I figure this out? Well, I don't know if you're technically savvy enough. 
Can you do it? Well, no, I can't. I can't figure that out. So now I'm going to be, you know, I'm betting on NFL games. Normally, I like to bet them four minutes before kickoff. Now it's four fucking days. <laughs> and you're going to be at a payphone calling a bookie. I should actually. cell phone service you know what in I Alabama. I just, I'll just have to give you my account, and I'll just text the bets to you. Oh, that's I mean, a good idea. That is a good idea, actually. I saw either, problem solved. Yeah, either call me or call the cuz. One of us will get your bets in oh, for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, might not work, yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's your plan. Just, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not depositing any money into your account. Make sure it's stocked uh, full of cash. Sure. So I can place a couple side bets myself. You know, it's funny. I, I was... I was preparing for Hayden to do this at one point last year or before everything was legalized. And uh, I guess to his credit, but to, to my dismay, he still doesn't understand anything about gambling. And he didn't even know how the website, he couldn't figure out, make heads or tails of it. And uh, I guess that's good. I mean, I don't want him to have a gambling problem. But it is yeah. odd. Cause what I was he, betting, 15? He's 16. It was yeah, but it was when he was fifteen at least or less, and um, you know my dad was bringing me parlay cards, you know those old <laughs> yeah mafia ones. Like I was in right. I was in fifth grade, man, and he's, I was gambled dead. Teams, yeah. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Yeah, those things were so harmless. You didn't realize that money was going to the mafia, you know, as a kid. No, and people's legs were getting broken. Right, it's almost a great lead-in to David Scatino. It is, it is, yeah. So so plans for this week are we're going to review the Season 2, Episode 6 episode of Sopranos, The Happy Wanderer, and then we'll get into you know any NFL news and notes. I know we want to talk about Odell and maybe Jalen Ramsey and then jump into our picks, and that should be it for the week. Um, so why don't you lead us through Sopranos, uh, since you're usually good at the recaps. Okay. I'm all set. All right. Uh, all right. So, was, like as you said, Season 2, Episode 6, The Happy Wanderer, written by Frank Renzulli and directed by John Patterson, two uh, longtime Sopranos contributors. And this uh, opens up on college night at the high school and, you know, all the parents are there and they're listening to some guy from Brown or whatever. And uh, Davey Scatino, David Scatino, of course, probably his most famous role is Terminator 2 as like the scariest guy you've ever seen as the the liquid whatever, robot, the liquid robot. Right. I mean, he would just look at you just look at a guy and gets, you know, sunglasses like knocked off and like scary as fuck. And then what a good actor this guy is. Uh because he's he was good, just, he's a good character actor. He's had a lot of roles yeah. over the years. He was in Copland also. I liked him a lot in that movie. Mm hmm. And just, uh, you know, it's just an interesting because, I mean, that, that was such an iconic Terminator role. Um, so he kind of sneaks out of the room. He, he meets up in the bathroom at the urinal and he sees Tony in there. And uh, this is great. This is the best part about rewatching this stuff is that. You know, normally something you would ignore or not even think about. But the first thing Tony says to him is, he's like, oh, I figured you'd be, I figured you for the trotters tonight. Like you were at, you know, the Meadowlands betting on the horses. So you're already establishing that we all know this guy's a gambler. Yes. He's going to be in trouble. Right. And 
David's like, what do you, what do you like the game tonight or whatever? And, and, uh, you know, they, they're talking about their kids and, and college and, and then Artie comes in and then it's, you know, three old friends in the bathroom and, um, Artie's, you know, doing the catering for this night and all this stuff. And, and it's funny as someone who just went through the college application process, I can't imagine anyone's going to give a fuck if someone knows a provost or a provost, I don't know how to say it, at some school or... Yeah, the provost, you know, I think. Or, the, you know, the the advisor for Brown is going to show up and and like Artie's, you know, pastries, and then, oh... His Fully Adele. Yeah, his Fully Adele. I mean, you know, I don't... Um, <laughs> so, Artie... Uh, so then, you know, Tony's there with Meadow, and then... Uh, so Davies Gatino, his his son's name is Eric, and Eric and Beto are are good friends in high school, and he comes over and he asks for twenty bucks, and then um, you know they're talking about uh, the kids, and and then they're saying that Artie's there, and I don't know what this even meant. And he immediately explained to me, he's like Tony's like, you guys used to be Joe Namath and Y A Tittle, now you're Phil Donahue and Alan Alda about Artie yeah. and Davy. I, I I mean I don't get the Phil Donahue and Alan Alda reference. I understand the 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 YA Tittle and Joe Namath. Obviously, I guess they were on the football team and they were connected in the air. But yeah, the Phil uh, Alan Alda was he bald? Actually, I just figured it out. Oh, uh, what is so, it? So when they were in high school, they were on the football team and they were the stars of the team and they were probably getting laid and they were probably like you know the cool guys in these hallways. Sure, probably it's probably the same school. And now they're just Phil Donahue and Alan Alda. They're complete pussies. They're not in the mob life. And as we come to find out, they're they're just that happy. They're happy wanderer pussies, basically. Just it was an odd choice of famous celebrities for Tony to reference Phil Donahue. There's like no well, connection Alan between Alda, the two of them. Well, they're famous. Alan Alda is famously like a sensitive guy, and I guess I don't know. Phil Donahue was, was the first guy to expose. Kind of bullshit, I guess, on his show, maybe. I guess so. What's the reference? I mean, I get it. I get it. They used to be, you know, they used to be on top of the world, you know, athletes, and now they're just older guys that are and no balls, right, certainly no, no balls. balls. Um, and and then you kind of cut to Davy is walking with Tony, and it's it's a there's it's like a dark high school hallway with the lockers. And uh, he said, Tony, I heard through the grapevine that you're, you know, taking over the executive game. And then Tony quotes, you know, uh, on that song, believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. And basically, Tony says to him, listen, this game's not for you. I don't want you, I don't want to see you get hurt. And uh, Davey's like, come on, you know how many jock straps I sold this month? And Tony's <laughs> like, you know, not enough. And so Tony's warning this fucking guy. I mean, he's, you know. He knows right away where this is going to lead, or or could lead. How much and is a jockstrap? Five <laughs> bucks. I mean, how many did he sell? Did he sell six thousand? Because then depends that on the, like a pretty good take. Depends on the size. Like I had to get my custom made, Johnny. And there was uh, a lot of material. You know, dick size joke. Yeah, wow. I usually you usually kill me for those. Okay. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. All yeah. Right. No pun intended. Fun. <laughs> Hello. Hey, uh, so now, now next scene we're at Melfi's office she asked me how he's feeling he's like well I want, I'd love to smash your face and turn in the hamburger and it's just like an odd you know 
yeah, kind he, of violent he says thing those, to say. Those nice things sometimes. Yeah. And you know, she's clearly getting off on him being back and now fucking with him. Like she she is certainly not her typical psychiatrist at this point. Like she's I don't want to say antagonizing him, but she you know, she doesn't quit. If she is, you know, she should be scared and she's not. Or maybe well, she she's took getting... a weird approach with him sometimes, like just kind of aggressive or passive aggressive with yeah, a guy especially... that you shouldn't be passive aggressive with. Yeah, especially in this episode. And real quick, I, I, I ended up reading this, the Seppin Wall from, from last episode, and he made a couple points of how they were the, – the rubber really made it to the road last week or last episode – uh, with where they finally got back together, you know, they had to figure out how they were going to get Melfi and Tony back, and they did. And and then he also made a comment about how that uh, Ralphie being with Janice is almost like a stand-in for Johnny Boy, which I thought was interesting. And then we'll get more into that in this episode too. Ralphie being with Janice is a stand-in for Johnny Boy. Could you explain yeah. that a little bit? Just like he's when he says when I see him, he sees in the wife beater and then this and the and the boxer. Oh, you mean Richie, Richie, got it. Okay. What did I say? You said Ralphie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Richie. Yeah, that's all right. Come on. Forty-seven years old. I know. <laughs> Ran out. Those are two close Italian names. I got it. Just threw me off. Okay. Uh, so then, so so back to Melfi. She, she says, uh, you know, Tony's like, I got the world by the balls. I feel like a loser. And he's like, I hate, you know, I hate that that happy guy that you know, is whistling, and I just want to strangle him, this happy wanderer. And he tells her, you know, she's like, well, let's get back to you hitting my face, or let's get back to how you're feeling. He's like so exasperated with her. And he's, she's like, he says, I resent that you make me feel like a victim. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pussy. I'm one of those patients, one of those people I hated. You know, I'm not Gary Cooper. I'm just a puss. He's depressed. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that, that's really what it is. You know, it's funny, that feeling at work today, uh, that feeling of really being annoyed by people that are just so fucking happy about everything. <laughs> okay. And we, we were, one of my coworkers was looking at this guy that she went to high school with and she found him on Instagram or she had seen him before and she wanted to show me his pictures and because this guy, he's just so high on life. He's, I guess, like an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's in really good shape. Um, every picture is just of himself, in po- like posing. Like he must have people just taking pictures of him. Really odd poses. Okay. And you know, it's like the hashtag, living my best life. Hashtag, yeah, sure. go get it. Hashtag, make money. And I'm like, man, I hate this fucking guy. And I don't even <laughs> know him. You know, how could he be so happy about everything? And she says, yeah, he like, he buys and sells ATMs and he's got like a, an ATM business where he just sells them to businesses and he, he takes, I don't know, somehow he makes money off of the transactions, I guess, you know, he, he takes part of the fee, but it's just funny how, why do we get so irritated with people that are <laughs> just walking around oblivious or happy about everything all the time? Because they definitely piss me the hell off. Yeah, and especially now, you know, we're we're that that episode aired in two thousand. Now we know, especially you know, especially Instagram or anything, anything social media. You know, 
most of it is bullshit. You know, there's right. no chance that this guy is, you know, attacking the world every day. He, he says that he is, but I, I know everyone's putting this fake life up on, well, it's usually Instagram today, uh, but maybe even a little bit Facebook and yeah, people, even just people sharing their stupid fucking screenshots of their winnings, you know, if they're gambling and, oh, look, I made fucking 10 grand today. It's just, shut the fuck up. Leave us alone. <laughs> just just be, be happy, you know, by yourself in peace. Stop making us all miserable. Yeah, so you're letting them win. I guess so. I'm not hashtag living my best life. <laughs> no. Hashtag living my jealous life. Living my jealous. That's a good. Yeah, start that one. Yeah, that's a new trend. You heard it here, <laughs> episode fifty-six. Market. Um, so he wants to make hamburger that, meat out of a, her, her face, and she calls him on it, and then yeah. he says, "Oh, you're just exaggerating. Or I didn't mean it, or something, right?" No, yeah, she just they, they she you know she's like tried to bring up his mom again, and he's like you know. We've done this already, and then it just just kind of fizzles. Um, next scene, it's it's at a small poker game. Um, Artie's playing. Davey's there. Uh, Richie and uh, Vito with his first actual appearance as Vito. Yeah, on the show, and Artie's winning, and he won a big hand, and he's leaving. He's like, I got to go home. He's like, Charmaine's gonna kill me. Davey's like, come on, man, stay another hour. And he's like, you know. And uh, so then they're getting ready to leave. And, but Davey's like, you know, he's a gambler, man. He's like, oh, come on, I want to stay. Vito's like, yeah, I'll stay. What do I care? Let's up the ante. Right. So it turns out he's already in seven Gs to to Richie. And he's like, come on, man, give me another dime. And he does. So make that eight God. that he owes this fucking psycho. Yeah. I don't want to owe money to Richie. Holy no shit. Um, Meadow, they, they see Meadows uh, singing, and she's talking to her whatever the the musical director, and and she wants to get she wants to get like a solo because for whatever can you I, so you get a solo and this is a good for a college application. I mean, what world is this? Is this for real? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what sort of ex, extracurriculars matter. There must be some schools. I mean, I would imagine if she was going to like a performing arts school, but I can't imagine if you were just going to Brown or NYU, like it makes a difference. She's talking about Brown and Georgetown and all this. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, for the show. <clears throat> so for the show, we have to take the leap that it makes sense. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um,. We now doctor's office. Tony's there with with Junior. I like the Tony. Did you ever notice he always goes over to the to the scale and he's always like, measuring himself. He, he is. You know what? I I never noticed it. I mean, I've I've watched it. But I never I never picked up on that until you just said it that he does. Or well, he's always fiddling around with shit in the doctor's he's, office. Too. He's always fiddling around. I could be wrong. I just this time for sure I noticed him on the scale and I'm like he's always doing something there. They're always he fucking is. with something. I feel like, like a but kid. He, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Tony teases Junior about the executive game kind of that he's taking it over and then you know Junior's very serious he's like this you know we invented this and you know it was like credit card companies you know they how we used how we did the juice and and he's like you, you know Johnny Boy set this up and, and and then you know Tony kind of scoffs he's like yeah really 
I never, you know, what kind of money did he make? And uh, Junior's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He he saved so much money for Olivia, you wouldn't even, you know, you couldn't believe. Uh, enough money to choke an elephant, he said. <laughs> yeah, a, a package that could choke an elephant that he left for right. Olivia. And then he said, and then we're, you know, he, he, he basically took care of his brother or, you know, Eckley for all these years. And then Tony's like, what? You know, who's this guy? And, uh. Here's another, it's one of the famous junior lines right here. And he's like, yeah, he's like, keep making fun. He's like, or, you know, some people are so far behind. They think they actually believe they're in the lead <laughs> in the race. And uh, Tony wasn't thrilled about that. But then he's like, who's Eckley? And, and they, they finance his, his <clears throat> it'd be Tony's uncle, uh, Junior's brother. And, uh, you, know, that, you know, he was. I guess retarded or developmentally disabled or something along those lines, and you know he's put away. I mean, but then Tony says he was retarded, and then like Junior gets real pissed off about it. He does. He, like I guess they didn't use that word back maybe. then. He's like, yeah, we didn't. You know, back in those days, you didn't know this kid was. He was. He was good looking. And who knows? Today he could have had a job or something. And uh, at one point, I forget what Tony said, but but. Tony says, says, "Well, my, my, my I always heard my mother uh, talking about my my dad's feeble-minded brother, but I thought she meant you." <laughs> that's a perfect line. It is. That's that's line number two of the episode. Just yeah. a beauty. <laughs> he nailed him with that one, man. Junior does. He walked right into it. But what Tony's actually saying, it, and Tony's really confused. Like the whole rest of the scene, he's just like, he's just not confused. He's just cons- like. Uh, He's just upset about it. Just like you never, you know, never well, heard of his uncle, and and they he's trying to put a lot it about together. his dad. He well, he thinks a lot about his dad, and he's trying to piece together why he has all these problems with anxiety and depression, and he thinks a lot of it comes from his father. And now he's getting this new information that, for some reason, he's tying together the fact that maybe he had an uncle who was like mentally challenged, and for some reason that's impacting him in some way that seems like the leap that he's yes. trying to make in his head oh for sure you know yeah and it, it it doesn't yeah it doesn't help him with his depression no and, no he's know. not thrilled right i mean and this again this is about as sophisticated as tony can be thinking just because he had a retarded uncle that somehow it's going to make him have problems yeah that's making him crazy in, in some way um so then they they negotiate the deal and Tony's going to give him fifteen percent of the of the proceeds of the executive game, and uh, he wants him to call. He wants Tony needs Junior to still set it up, and um, you know with his his high powered friends, and he does. So now we're at the sporting goods store, David Scatino's sporting goods store. Uh, Richie's there and he's he's fucking with Eric a little bit, and then. Uh, he comes for his envelope. Davey gives it to him. <clears throat> and then here's a, I think this was a pretty good line. Richie says, like the pimp yes. says to his hose, <laughs> keep them coming. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite lines yeah. in the whole series, actually. Okay. Richie's <laughs> I'm great. I'm glad I included it, though. And Davey <laughs> says uh, his, his envelope's a little light, um, but it's just a stutter step. And stutter I, step. It, that stutter step annoys me as much as it annoys Richie. I love it. It's a it's such a great phrase. It, yeah, it sticks with you. It does. It be, yeah, and uh, you know, it's funny. It's only like two hundred. It's only two hundred dollars, but but still. And then you know, and then uh, 
Richie's like, listen, I know how stutter steps go. You know, once there's light envelopes, he's like, you know, I don't want to see you at a card game or, you know, anywhere around, you know, until until we're settled up. Yeah, well, and, Richie says, what, listen, kid, you think I just, you know, was born into this life yesterday? Yeah. Guy hands you a light envelope today. It's just the beginning. Um, you know, so it's just, a, it's a, it's the example of the, the Weasley gambler who's always losing and always making up excuses with the guy who's hurt at all. And yet yeah. you think that you're going to pull one over on him or you're going to be able to extend the amount of time you owe this guy money. It's not going to happen. And Richie's trying to tell him that in so many words in a nice way, honestly. But Davey just, he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, and and he and this is the the first time I think where he starts saying to everybody by the episode's end is yeah man I'll I'll be good in a couple of weeks or you know I guess he's expecting that he's gonna hit he's gonna gamble on something and hit but yes he's like a degenerate gambler yeah, who always thinks yeah. that they're gonna oh you I'm gonna hit the big payday and then I'm gonna be able to pay everyone back yeah it's it's almost amazing he made it this far um they're at the debt now further yeah. Christopher, Christopher is at the deli with, uh, I don't know, Matthew and Chippendale. I don't know what their names are. And he's he's kind of they're they're buying they're buying the food, and then you know he does the matches trick where he puts it on the scale, and then he yells at the guy, and then he you know gets a little discount off off the the, the fish and. And uh, but he's but mostly he's telling the guys like what to expect like listen you got it you know you're gonna be up for a couple days you're gonna get everyone's drinks you're gonna be cleaning up you're making food on and on and on and he definitely warns them to, whatever you do do not talk to Silvio right rule number one of yeah basically <laughs> uh, then you cut to the hotel and this was that hotel with uh, the Maury's wig guy. Um, where he basically becomes a partner with with Tony because Tony helped him out with a divorce or something, and so now they control this this hotel and and you know there's hookers all over it and uh, <laughs> yeah, Scurrier's telling the guy he's like, listen, we're gonna need rooms next to each other. We need a room with the the ovens and the and kitchens and the whatever, and we need adjoining rooms and. You know, and this guy's like, "What about me?" When you know, doing everything for free, and then Fury asks one of the hookers, "He's like, have you blown this guy before?" She's like, "Of course I have." You know, his, his beanie spin. She says, and then yeah. Fury's like, "All right, fuck off, dude. You're already getting shit." Furio's exact line is, "No bitch to me, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so great. Um, yeah, Furio's fantastic. We see Pauly driving he's getting pulled over and the cop comes up and this is probably in, in retrospect this is one of the most unexpected like uh, uh what do you when someone gets pulled over like scenes ever like yes yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the cop comes up license registration and paulie pulls a gun on him and I'm like, holy fuck it's shocking <laughs> yeah like, what the fuck is paulie doing Right, but you know, you're like, this is something you've never, we've never seen before. I don't think in any, any movie or TV, um, at least not in the very beginning of the, of you know, of the, the pullover. What do you call when you pull somebody over? Why can't I think of this fucking word? What a road, like a traffic stop? Maybe that's what I was. Yeah, I guess. Um, the cop, by the way, did you recognize him? 
I didn't, but I probably should have. He does look from he does look familiar. So he was the guy in Rounders that caught the hanger when Worm was dealing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He like grabs his he grabs yeah. his wrist. That fucking prick. Let's see the bottom card. Yeah. <laughs> he you, blew everything. You ruined everything. He did. They had a good scam going that night. I'm not gonna blame Worm. I'm gonna blame this douchebag, who sadly died last year of prostate cancer. Oh well, that's really sad. Okay, it is a shame. Um, at the at, so this is the exact. Oh, I'm sorry. So now we cut to oh, uh, uh, Paulie's paying him off, right? You know. To leave the motel alone. Yeah, they're safe. They're gonna be up late. You know, he's like out playing cards. Yeah. He's like, as long as there's no gunshots, I have to answer that call. But otherwise, you know, we'll steer. It'll be clear. fine. So now we cut to the game, and it's oh, wait stock- a second. Yeah. By the way. Just just one little nitpick here. Okay. They're bringing Frank Sinatra Jr. in, and they can't have the game at, like, a fucking Ritz-Carlton or something. <laughs> like, it's got to be this, like, run-down motel in North Jersey. That's so really? true. I mean, this is this is a hooker hotel. Like, what a shithole. I mean, you, come over to Tony's house, for God's sake. What the fuck? Yeah. You can't go to the plaza? You know, or, yeah. I, or I don't go to, know. I, anywhere. Anywhere. Maybe? And here's the other question. Are these guys bringing cash or it's all on credit? How, how is Tony like credit? Cause so in how... the end, like Frank, well, I don't want to cut to the end, but you know, Sinatra says, you know, we'll settle up later or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, but, but then again, maybe that's the whole part of it too, is it's, it's just in a shithole. So you don't not bother. These guys want some big action. They don't want to be in a casino. They don't want any record of, I guess they're, their cash. They want a nondescript place. I get it. Um, maybe they don't want to walk into the Ritz or the, the Four Seasons, like you said. There just has to be a nicer venue that could be low profile. That's <laughs> not a fucking Roach Motel. <laughs> a Motel Six. No. Yeah. La Quinta. I mean, hookers all over the place. Frank Sinatra Jr. wants to be. I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> did want to be there. I don't know. Yeah, that's, hey, that's probably the one time Frank can get a hooker and not have to, you know really worry about it i guess so um not to besmirch this not your name so no. uh, go, let's move on not to besmirch the chair boy of the board <laughs> <laughs> the line number line i think it was line number four of this episode yeah. so it's it's sill paulie that dealer guy sunshine uh johnny sack frank sinatra jr dr freed who will come to know a lot better as the years go on uh this is the game um and yeah, there's something that Paulie was, uh, Frank Sinatra was making fun of Paulie and he called him the chair boy of the board. Fucking right. great. Uh, you know, good on Frank Sinatra Jr. for even, you know, appearing in this episode and then being cool with that line. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, can, couldn't have been an easy life. The poor fucker died recently, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, always in the shadow. His voice is like, Half as good as his father's, but he's still running, you know, still a big band guy and stuff. And I saw him live. Me and your sister saw him actually oh, really? in Atlantic City. Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good show. He was amazing. And we were, I want to, I feel like we were in like the third row. They were really good seats. Wow. That's a, that's definitely a regret that I didn't see him. My biggest regret is not seeing Sinatra where I could have at oh, least twice, but I could have. And it was a matter of, I was in college and like, you know, back then, like a Sinatra ticket might have been like 
fifty or seventy five dollars, and you know, I don't know if I had ten dollars or up to get. I should have, I should just borrowed money from somebody. I don't know why I didn't make this happen. Uh, it will haunt we me. We all have regrets. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, 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 what do you? Th- hey, but another yeah. another question yeah. or, or point. So how how exactly does Tony make money here? So in order for for his in order for him to take money. I mean, I guess, what do they just get a cut? Did they get a cut of winnings and then... Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that and we'll figure it out. Okay. So the executive Uh, game's on. So knock at the door and it's Davey, Scatino, and Christopher answers. He's like, you know, who are you? He's like, oh, Tony's friend. And so they go out in the hall and Tony's like, oh, excited to see him. And uh, even Davey's like, oh, wow, what a great place. He's like, yeah, it's a fucking Taj Mahal here. This is a fucking dump we're in. And right. uh, he's like, oh, can I get in this game? He's like, you know, again, Tony's like, come on, this is just not for you. You know, this. Uh, uh, oh, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> this, this is another good line. Uh, Scatino says, is that Frank Sinatra Jr. in there? And then he, Tony's like, yeah, my, my, my uncle knows him and, you know, I'll get him into the game or something. So then, like, a few sentences later, so Davey's like, well, what do you think? And, he, and he's like, uh, Tony's like, yeah, there's a resemblance. <laughs> he's trying yeah. to he's trying to avoid this this question he is he doesn't want to well, let him in because he knows he knows what's going to happen he yeah. knows how he's going to have to deal with it and he doesn't want to he likes this guy he, he doesn't does. want to th- he doesn't want to you know lean on him but it, it's inevitable davy's able to jo- uh, able to joke with him he's like oh i'll go in there and show those guys your high school picture you know and so he can still kind of play that card but this will be the last time and then well What's really Weasley about Davey is how he uses every opportunity to talk about like the kids and college. And yeah. that's just, that's literally just his, he doesn't give a shit about the kids in school. That's just his in to get in, in some conversation with Tony about a, a game. Yeah, you're you know, right. Gambling, whatever. It, and Tony picks up on it. You know, he knows it's going on and he calls him on it later, but he makes his way into this game, of course. You're right, and he doesn't have any money, so Tony, he asks Tony for five grand, and uh, he gives it to him. Yep. And then you see Davey in there, and he's talking to Frank, and he's like, oh, you know, these stores are cutting into sporting goods and all this stuff, but he's like, but I have plans. I have ideas for for my store uh, for next year. And uh, What, another rack of jock straps? (laughs) What are the big plans for a fucking sporting goods store? Yeah, well, it's just a, it's just a layer on. I got. Um, it. So then they're making fun. That doctor does penile implants. Um, Paulie has his usual jokes. Yes, yeah, his course. Viagra joke to raise the Titanic, and uh, right. So, at the, so at a certain point, <laughs> Tony tells the, tells Matthew, "All right, start sweeping up, especially around Silvio." And so Seppenwall thinks that Tony kind of did this on purpose to fuck with Syl and just to enjoy. He did. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, God, me and my brother-in-law, in fact, he won the pool this week. Did you notice? I, I did. Uh, I, I had to make fun of him. Like, finally, you can depend on a New York team because he's a Giants fan. So he had <laughs> the, the easy Jets pick against. Of course. <laughs> Helped him win. But uh, so he said – uh. You know, he's sleeping over there, still freaking out at everybody. And, and then he's like, I'm losing my balls, and this moron's playing Hazel. 
And yeah. then and then that, I mean, God, this is this is rule number one when you're around mafia guys. Don't don't open your mouth after you get yelled at. Just stand there. Don't explain. Don't make excuses. Don't talk back. Don't say anything. No, because he it's starts fucked. he starts saying, I was just and he's like, What another how this fucking idiot get in this room and all this stuff? And he's like, Yeah, I was just cleaning the cheese. He's like, nah. <laughs> I like cheese. I like it at my feet. I stick provolone in my socks at night, and I smell like your sister's crotch in the morning. It's just, that's a classic <laughs> line, man. Really? It really is. Leave the fucking cheese there, all right? We're, what are we? We're half, we're 20 minutes in this episode, and we have five classic lines already. That's why this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it had Richie, one of my favorite characters, Davy Scatino, one of my favorite, you know, short-lived characters on the yeah. show. It was just a great, and, and, you know, it's just the guys hanging out playing cards. And we had all the elements of just a great episode, you know, a little bit of violence. You had everything. This was a great one. Yeah. Tons of lines. It just, uh, again, I mean, Frank Renzoli, I wonder what he's doing now. We got to find out. Um, th- then still just dumps his food on the ground. And then Tony's <laughs> Tony's loving it. He's smiling at it. Um, he goes here. Hi, here you go. And he dumps his fucking sandwich on the floor. He says, "Have fun." <laughs> Something like that. Have <laughs> fun. Um, so then, so now they're they're playing a hand and they're just going around and they see you know Davies. I don't know if he played a good hand, but I guess he got like a late flush that beat. Uh, I think uh, Sill had three kings and. And uh, the doctor had something pretty good too, but but Davy wins with a flush, and uh, he slow rolled him. I slow guess. rolled him exactly, and uh, and then still says, "Hey, cheese fuck, get me some food." <laughs> cheese fuck. <laughs> so that's Matthew Bevelacqua. Matthew, yeah, and it's also known as C from a Bronx Tale. Of course, good old C. And uh, you know. It, it, Again, this is just uh, very good writing here. You you make Davy win a little bit, so you know. In the next scene, you're completely like, "What the fuck?" So, um, Eric, they they cut to the next morning. Eric picks metal up in her car, and she's complaining about the application process. And then they cut back to the game, and they wake Tony up. Uh, he's like in the same room on a bed, and uh, they're like, "Are we going to close the lights?" And then. You know, Davy's like, "What do you mean? What's that mean? Close the lights?" And it's like, "I admit you lost, and we're gonna pack it in." And then at this point, Christopher tells tells uh, Tony that that Davy's really down a lot. And he's like, "How much?" He's like, forty five thousand dollars. What? <laughs> forty five boxes of ZD. Forty five boxes of ZD. Exactly. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And Tony just, just uh, can't believe it, and. Uh, and so now, of course, we get the knock on the door, and it's Richie. Yes. And he comes in, and he's like, you know, breaking some balls, Johnny Sack. And then he sees Davey, and he just starts freaking out. And, you know, you owe me 8K and, uh, you, you know, all this shit. And they start getting, you know, he starts, like, wanting to rough him up. And then Tony grabs Richie, and then all the normal people are like, oh, we got to go, we got to go. And, and Tony's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, uh, you know, he takes it outside with Richie. And, you know, they go over to rules again. And, uh, you know, Richie tells Tony that, you know, who are you, holier than now? You know, this guy owes me eight grand, and now he's, you know, playing card games. And, 
They send them outside so I can, you know, so I can deal with them, basically. Yes. Um, they argue out, outside, and, and Tony just is like, listen, you don't disrespect the game and, and all this stuff. And then Richie does that that walk away. That famous spit on the ground. Walk away, <laughs> spit sideways move. You know? Yeah. Great move. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's old school. Uh, now we come back to the room, and if you notice that the camera is shooting into the mirror. So we're not straight on to Tony and Davey. We're looking at Davey, like, wash his face, and then Tony coming behind them in the room. So we're complete. We're totally in the mirror the whole scene. And Tony's like, Tony's instant mob guy. He's like, you have one day to, to sit on this, and you got to get me my money. Um, you know, Davey is, is that complete loser, just, you know, just that sad sack. He's like, oh... I was so up at one point. I guess I should have stopped then. And, uh, you know, every gamble in the world has said this. I may have said this a number of times. Sure. And, uh, you know, and then Davey turns to him. He's like, tries to say, hey, what's going on with Brown? And talk about the kids. And and Tony's like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, you have a day. Yeah, right. right. He's he's had enough of it. He's like, you're not going to you're not going to soften me by talking about our kids. You're no, fucked. you owe me money now. And, you know, then he's probably gotten away with that before when he owes people money or something. But obviously he's. Well, I think Tony believes, and, and I think this is true, that Davey figured he would be able to kind of get one over on him a little bit. Or at least stall him because of their yeah. friendship and their history. Right. And no, <laughs> that's and not we, happening. And we famously know that the football coach was all, mostly disappointed in Tony and if these guys are Namath and Tittle, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, so he was, was probably Tony? a better better football player than Tony, and you know, but the 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 tables have turned. Well, Tony Baby. was too busy chasing skirt. Yeah, banging Charmy. That's correct. Manny, that is okay. Manny. So now they settle up as Paulie, it's Christopher and Tony, and it's like they made eighty boxes of ZD. and you know they're reminiscing about the executive game, how they used to like sneak around to see it and. Junior was addicted to them back then, but they're so proud of this executive game. So now they make 80. Uh, Junior's getting 15 of that, 15% of that. So. Yeah, so that's like 12 so grand. So they 12, got like 68,000. 12 grand, 68,000. We know so it's all on credit because the 45, at least, is on Scatino, is, you know, is on credit. I mean, we, God. we're guessing, I don't know what the doctor's doing or Sinatra. Sinatra is, is saying he's he's settling it up. But nonetheless, whether there's cash in hand or not, they clear 80000 How do they do this? So is it that Silvio's playing and he's playing for the house? I don't, I don't understand how they take so much money. What well, does that mean? if you notice that the dealer, like at, at that one pot he definitely took some chips out of the pot and put it in the can and for that was for the house um when he got a tip from the players he put it in his pocket so that's so i'm guessing so every hand there's something going to the house and it's probably a thousand bucks a hand right so they're probably probably so so there's at least 80 fucking hands or let's say it's only 500 a pot every a hand that's going to the house yeah. So you know, 160 hands. There's your 80 grand. So it's just a vig on on every hand, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's, All right. Well, that makes sense. And yeah, so that's what 
how they're agreeing to play this game anyway for the seclusion and the you know the whole nine yards. Well, yeah, they're setting it all up and they're taking all the risk. Right. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I guess too, when you reference back to what Junior was saying about how you know you don't fleece everybody all at once, I guess what they're meaning how a credit card company you know just adds up the interest, the juice, and yes. basically what they're doing here is yeah, if if they take five hundred, let's say they even take a hundred out of every pot. These guys aren't going to fucking care, the the players. I mean, no, of course not. They're winning thousand like dollar pots, grand. right? Yeah. So if they a hundred out of each hand is going to the house, it's like you're not even noticing it. That's probably right. more like it. It's probably more along those lines. So it's uh-huh. like a tax on each hand. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's that. That Maybe is that. Leaves a loser. Yes. Uh, Tony's at home and he gets woken up by Meadow and Eric. They're practicing their song. And uh, then then Meadow says something like, "Oh, uh, Uncle Tom's dad died," and you know Tony gets real <laughs> upset that she doesn't like ask why or how, and and uh, turns out he was on the roof satellite dish, and uh, he got blown off. He got the wind blew him off the roof. It's a odd way to go. Yeah, I have to say, Tough. but it happens. I don't see. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't uh, I'm afraid of ladders now. I used to go on ladders. I painted houses. I was on roofs. I'm never going to do that shit again. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I, I was a painter in, in college. Like, during the summer, I did that AAA student painting. Like, it can't even be. Oh, my that God. Can't even, that can't exist today. I There's did that, no too, way. as an employee. Like, yeah, yeah, me, too. And uh, We got totally good, totally jerked so, off. Oh, really? Well, the, our guy that was our boss, you know, that was our age or whatever, he wasn't buying. He didn't buy enough paint for this one job. Oh my god! And we're like, well, what are we supposed to do? We can't. How are we going to paint this house? Like, I, it was so odd. We we just walked off the job at that oh, point. Jesus Christ! We left this, this poor fuck. But he wasn't going to. He wasn't buying more paint. It was odd. Yeah, the what the, the kid who was our foreman. He was one of my. You know, he was a, a kid that I went to high school with. So we we're all like. 18 19 years old he's buying paint doing the estimates he was always wrong on the estimates <laughs> he was under so he bought enough paint but he never charged the people enough but it didn't matter i was getting paid by the hour so i could care less um but i think we what's I, get, that? I get the feeling that he was trying to take money from what we were getting paid because he had to buy more <laughs> paint and we're like well fuck that you could take it out of your your end yeah screw that and then he wasn't remember, he wasn't budging, and I think we just left. Yeah, my, I remember my friend trying to lean on us, saying, "Hey, I'm taking all the risk here. I got to put out all the money." And we were like, "Well, that's too fucking bad. <laughs> you know, we could quit if you want." Um, but he wound up quitting, and so then we just reported directly to the district manager or whatever. And then it was like towards the end of the summer, and we were we were painting some guy's fence. It was me and my other friend, Mike. Longtime friend, and we were um, <laughs> painting this guy's fence in Mantua, and I think this was this guy was like, he wasn't a senator, but he was he had some political position, <laughs> and he was he was going, you know, his place was amazing. We're painting this just like mile long fence, and we just we were like, fuck this. He had this giant <laughs> pool, so we just like threw our stuff down. We went and swimming in his pool, nice. and yeah, oh yeah, and I'm like. I'm like riding the back of a float or something like that. We're making all kinds of noise. 
And what do you know? This guy comes home with like his wife and a couple guests in the middle of the day. He's he's trying to show them like his stables and stuff like that. He just walks over to the pool. He's like, get the fuck out of the pool. <laughs> so we did. And then we just like packed up and left. And then the next morning, me and my friend came back and there was like a whole new crew of painters there. <laughs> so we just like quietly collected all the equipment and we rolled. <laughs> that was my last day as a student aid painter. Yeah. I don't know how that. Yeah, I doubt that 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 is still a business venture. Oh my God! No way! <laughs> they must have lost so much money. <laughs> they, Horrible they, business model. They must they must have quoted these people like I actually got my house painted this summer. It was a pretty very reasonable price, but you know, I back then they must have they must have said, "Hey, I'll paint your house for a hundred bucks." <laughs> must have been what the deal was. <laughs> My friend Mike, he used to paint his initials inside everyone's home, like every home that we did. He would paint like hidden initials, like he would do it behind their television set or something. <laughs> so like, this is the kind of shit you're dealing with when you have 18 year olds coming in to paint your house. I know we're such an asshole. Yeah, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Um, but anyway, I digress. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you won't see me on ladders anymore. Certainly not on a roof. Uh, <laughs> and Uncle Tom's dead. Unless I get in Brad Pitt shape, and then I'll and I'm in, working in California. Oh yeah, yeah, just like out of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Is that the scene where Melinda uh, fell in love with Brad Pitt again? Probably. When he took uh, his shirt off and he's I mean, just sitting on top of the roof. Yeah, sure. I hear you. You, you know, another dead man crush on him. So. Uh, Tony's at Melfi's, and and this is where she starts getting a little more feisty, where he tells her about how he died, and she's like, oh, well, now Tom Sr. has joined the ranks of the unlucky. You don't have to pummel him anymore. And, uh, and Tony's like, well, yeah, I don't know what that means. And then she's, and later on she says, now that you know, you, he told her about Eckley, and he's like, oh, now you know you have a retarded relative. Is it okay to come here and join the douchebags? <laughs> and uh and the scene i mean it, he didn't even we didn't even get his answer on that one she really eggs him on in yeah that, in that moment she is i not, can't believe he didn't react no she's not fucking around anymore um where are we well, i think she resolved like when she knew that she was taking him back on as a client she resolved to like not pull punches anymore yes and to just like talk straight to him and I think, and I think there's definitely, you know, some sort of her is she's getting off on poking the bear, and you know that that she's getting some sort of thrill about being that close to danger. I guess so. I guess so. I I I definitely would not be that way. And you would think that, I mean, he flipped a table on her, he got in her face, he's threatened to smash her face into hamburger meat. Like she's really riding, like that the the tightrope, or she's walking the tightrope there. I don't know why, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's very scary. I mean, it I, is. I, I would never. Maybe you're right. I would never. She likes the danger. Yeah. I remember. I uh, anyway, forget that. We can talk about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking. You talk about your psychiatry days? Or no, what? I was thinking about this. I actually, I wasn't. I've not. I have not been around a lot of connected people in my life here and there. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, there was one time where I was in a weird situation with with a friend of mine and this girl we worked with, and we took her back to her house, and she was drunk off her ass. And she, her boyfriend showed up, and he was, if he wasn't connected, he was doing a great job of pretending he was. And it did not look good that me and my friend were there. And I, I was like, I mean, I was kissing this guy's ass. I did everything but suck this guy's dick. You know, I'm like, yeah, we had nothing <laughs> to do with anything. Beans. We were helping her out. She was really drunk. Now, my friend was trying to bang her for, like, weeks at this time. and but, but we legitimately just took her home. She was so drunk. And uh, right. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, you know, this dude was not from, from around here, and he just didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, man, we got we to gotta go, and, yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, all due respect, sir. Yeah, all due respect. Uh, anyways. Uh, I had plenty of run-ins over the years. I mean, I lived in South Philly for a long time. Mm. Um, some good run-ins, some really bad. <laughs> but, I mean, I never, got, I never got in any trouble with any of them. You know, I, I was smart enough to – to just be very respectful and yeah. to not try and sleep with any of their girlfriends. <laughs> right. That would not been a that would have been a good situation. Not at all. Uh speaking of funerals, that's where we would I would have ended up. Um Tony's at the funeral and I love this. So Carmel was talking to Barbara, which who's Tom's wife, daughter in law of the of the deceased. And uh she says, I was just talking to him. Which is one of my favorite George Carlin bits. Uh, if you have the Sirius XM app, there's a George Carlin station, and uh, it's, it's just it's just a great bit where Carlin talks about when people say that they were just oh, talking. I just saw him yesterday. Yeah, I just saw him like oh well. So what is like that was going to stop his death, or maybe you were the <laughs> maybe you were the cause of it. <laughs> you shouldn't have talked yeah. to him. Uh, I think I've seen that Carlin bit before. It's so good. Yeah. It. it yeah. Definitely listen to it on the app, his channel. All right. Um, Livia comes in with Richie, and she's in a wheelchair, and she's crying. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, sobbing, just like uncontrollably. Sobbing from like her, from her. Her daughter's father-in-law? Yeah, her daughter's father-in-law, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tony's like, look at Betty Davis back back there. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we got to get out of here. And Carmel's like, don't you dare. You're going to see him. You're not leaving this funeral. And uh, right. then Richie comes Throw up. up. <clears throat> Richie comes up and he's like, I thought this was an interesting choice. I guess this is what they call it. But he's like, do I give the boost to your sister? You know, meaning like you give the, the cash envelope to. You know, <laughs> right. But the way God, he said it. With cash everywhere. Yes. Fucking crew. I've Jesus. never brought cash to a funeral. Uh, uh, no, I wasn't <laughs> usually paying somebody off at no. a fucking funeral. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was an interesting. I don't know. I just really noticed him saying, "Should I give a boost to your sister?" When we know he's, you know, boosting his other sister. Yes, it's a good choice of words. Um. So then, so they go in the back room. Tony and Richie, and Richie's basically apologized for disrespecting the game. And then Tony's like, yeah, whatever the fuck. Well, I don't care. You know, I'm getting my money first, and you can wait after that in terms of from Scatino. Yeah, that's the, how I'm going to tax you yes. for getting in my face and disrupting my game and embarrassing me, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just shoveling shit down Richie's throat every chance he gets. He is. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but he is. No, Richie deserved it. He shouldn't have done what he did, but he had a point. 
Oh yeah. Tony would have Tony would have fucking killed somebody if he walked into a game and that guy was sitting in there. Meanwhile, he owed Tony like eight grand. You of know course. how Tony would have dealt with it. Of course, this yeah, the same way or worse. He's he's a hypocrite. <clears throat> On the ride home, Janice and Richie and Livia. I'm I'm saying she's pretending to sleep in the back seat. Oh uh, yeah. She's she's Janice is just and this is where it ties in with Seppenwall saying how. Richie is like a stand-in for Johnny Boy because now Janice is playing Richie the way Livia played Johnny. And she's like, oh, you're not, you know, you got to stand up to him or don't take everything from him. And uh, and then Richie's like, oh, you know, he gave me 50 grand to get back out on the street. And then Janice is like, oh, I think my father did that, you know, 50 years ago, gave 50 grand to somebody like that would be like a half a million today. <laughs> and a male, yeah. you know, fifty grand. She's and a shit star. A mailman makes more than that, and uh, <laughs> you know, like that's and that, so Sepinwall was right on with this stuff. This, this is exactly yeah. She is her mother's daughter here, and well, she uh, knows how to go after Richie, like to attack oh, his pride. That's exactly how you get to a guy like that. Oh, absolutely. It's almost too easy. <clears throat> Uh, so now we see David goes to see Artie at the restaurant, and then uh, he asks Artie for twenty thousand. And of course, he always he says, "Yeah, and I, you know, just to just as like a just just for a few weeks, and then because I, I got a lot of stuff coming, and then like you know, I'll be able to pay you back easily." Uh, <laughs> but uh, Artie or Phil Donahue is like, "Yeah, man, bad timing. I got to put in a new roof, and I can't help you there." And then when he finds out it's Tony, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, good luck with that." Um, you can't call. You can't declare Chapter Eleven with Tony. Yeah, he thought Davey was going to ask for like five hundred bucks, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's asking for fifty thousand. <laughs> so now Davey goes home and he sees some mud on uh, Eric's SUV, and he just you know he makes up an argument to yell at him. Like he didn't want no off roading, and and uh, you know he, he drives off in his car. And then you cut to Beto getting the car from Tony. Oh, she's like, I knew I was getting a car. And and then she goes inside <laughs> and she immediately knows it's it's Eric's and she gets all pissed and leaves. And then Tony just follows her in and he's like, listen, you know, uh, she's like questioning how he got it. And he's like kind of blaming Carmela for why she's thinking that. And he's like, you know what? Now Tony brings up holier than thou. I thought it was interesting after Richie called him holier than thou. So yeah. Now, he says it to Meadow. He loves like those using. He new often lines. does that. Yeah, using new lines he just heard on yeah, like, people that like are exactly Captain like Teebs. him. Yes. Captain Teebs. Yes. And uh, he's like, a grown man made a wager. He lost. Then he made another one. Then he lost. So he's like, you could take your moral high ground and sleep in the bus station. And uh, well, you, you know why is he constantly throwing it in his daughter's face? Like she didn't choose for him to have that life. And to earn that way, like you know, she's allowed to disagree with it. I just his treatment and, and the way he handles this conversation. She's supposed to feel guilty because her father earned this for her in that way. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's it's it is short sighted on his part. He knows that they've been together so often, like so you know, working on that fucking song, and he's but seen Jesus. this. Like, why don't you just? sell that car and just get her another one with those proceeds. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally it's right out of the kid's driveway and then into Tony's driveway. <laughs> he does. And 
he doesn't even his clean, shit's probably still in the back seat. Right. He doesn't even clean the mud off of the tires. No. You like, got a new car. Could have run it through the car wash. But that yeah, that's how dumb he is. He's like he doesn't you know he doesn't get it. Like yeah, I'm just bringing home this car. Just bring home a different car, dummy. Yeah, I guess you know. But a normal father would have done that. <laughs> probably would have wouldn't have given her the car that was just in her friend's possession. No. An hour earlier. But as we'll see, she does listen to what he said. You know, she just thinks he's just a ga- just a mobster asshole. And, you know, I think when she says, well, he made a bet, I mean, he's a grown man, you know, on some level, she does understand that. Um, on some level, she appreciates what her father does for her, regardless of how it is that he gets, you know, but regardless of the means, it's her father. She's going to stand up for him. She's, yeah. She always stands by her family. But, you know, and as far, as far as she's concerned, it's not, it's, you know, it's gambling um, as part of the organized crime. It's not the murder or the other stuff. So when it comes, gambling is probably the most benign part of the gangster life. Sure. So it almost seems like, hey, you know, they're going to gamble anyway, so I might as well, you know, be the beneficiary of it. Well, definitely. You can you can argue your way out of that one for sure. And it it certainly seems less harmful than dealing drugs or, yeah, you know, everything else. Drugs, <laughs> that, prostitution, that goes on. and murder. There's, you know, right, exactly. you don't want to be thinking. <laughs> murder. Murder is <laughs> a part of all of it, but um, yes, yes. So now we're at the high school where we're going to see this show and uh, Richie comes up to, uh, to Tony. He's, he's on a big bouquet of flowers and Tony says, oh, did you... Did I see those at the wake the other day? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. It <laughs> finishes line. up with a great like line. Seven great lines in this episode. It's perfect. Um, so then, then, then Eric and Meadow are backstage, and Eric is yelling at her. Meadow's like, "I didn't know it was your car or whatever." And then she's, and then he's like, "Oh, yeah, you should have." And she's like, "Well, oh, don't act like your dad." Meadow's saying this. Don't act like your dad is not innocent in all this. So this is what I meant where. You know, she's getting it. She understands it. Guess what? His dad was a fucking gambler. And this is how he had to pay off his debt. And, you know, yeah, it sucks for Eric, but whatever. That's your dad's problem, not mine. And, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate yeah. for him. For I sure. don't think that Meta would have ever, she would have never driven his car around. Like, he should know that. It's not her fault. Yeah. Eric's being short sighted, he's being a little bitch. So he says, fuck you, fuck your gangster father, and fuck this, and walks off. And uh, yeah. there goes his application to, <laughs> to where, where, where is he at the fame? Is he going to the fame and, college? Like what the fuck? I don't know. And lucky break, yeah. Meadow gets the solo. Right, Carmela's like lucky break. I wonder what happened, Carmela. You know what happened? Let me come on. I wonder what happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, what could it be? And they look at each other, him and Tony, and like you know. But then again, they might just be that detached enough from this stuff. Where they don't realize what they're doing to, you know, to the real world people. <laughs> they can feign ignorance to that degree. Or they, yeah, I believe it because, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all about denial. So it, this was another interesting thing where Sepinwall said this was like the first episode where there was some backlash to Tony because the first season and a half, this is episode 19 overall of the series, by the way. Uh, the yeah. first, the first, you know, 19 episodes all the viewers were like, oh, it's just mob guys doing mob shit to each other. But now Tony's doing it to a citizen and people started to, you know, real life people started to get a little angry at Tony. They're, he was saying they would get a lot of mail into his old job about it. 
And um, yeah, this is this, this is the real world stuff of of Tony with civilians. Well, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, and that's the reality of it. It's not just wise guys. The, the wise guys are scamming <clears throat> the common man. You know, that's yeah. who they're going after. We're the suckers. And even you know, we're the ones that they can squeeze. Yeah, and you're not expecting this from a business owner, like a sporting goods store, or you know, it's it never seems like somebody. This is a real suburban guy. You know, it seems like well, a whole other world where you would be involved with the mob like this, but it's not. Well, and Tony makes a point of saying that, like this guy walks around and he's respected in the community, and and meanwhile he's a degenerate gambler. Yes. Yet I'm looked at as the piece of shit. Even though I'm a good earner, you know, Tony's not outwardly doing anything to anyone. If, if anything, he's probably contributing a lot of money to, like, the church. I guarantee he's always forking over money for this cause or for that cause just because that's what he's trying to do. You know, that's what, and that's what a lot of wise guys do, you know. They want to look good in the community. So he's probably doing all that. And uh-huh. Davey Scatino's out there gambling his son's college fund away, basically, and giving away his car but he's the upstanding individual because that's all that the town knows about him. Exactly. Yes. So uh, I get it. I understand his point there. One uh, one last great part is AJ is completely bored once all this shit starts. The singing, and <laughs> I always bored. Yeah. And uh, the end credits have some wandering, some wanderer song about somebody yeah, wandering. I don't know it either. I have to look it up later. That's Davy uh, Scatino's theme. Yeah. Uh, so there's Tony wandering around and, uh, this is, a this is an A. I mean, it's an easy A for me. Oh yeah. This episode was uh, honestly, it's an A plus for me. Okay. It didn't really miss on any mark. I mean, I, th- I guess as always, maybe a little bit ham handed, you know, they have to move the plot along. So Davy Scatino just getting into so much trouble in such a short amount of time and, and just, steamrolling himself the way he does like i i get it it's all plot device and they got to move it along but the story itself and just all the dialogue and the interaction and really strong that what's his name robert patrick i think mm-hmm. that plays davy scatino just a great actor i mean they really picked the right guy for that role he's got that weaselly look about him you know he does yeah perfect yeah I, I love the episode a plus all right good for you awesome so um, next okay. week uh we have d girl you you cock oh d girl's a fantastic episode yeah another cameo looking forward Favreau. Yeah, looking forward to watching that one Rewatching yeah. that one <laughs> how does christopher how does christopher um describe swingers he's like it was like uh the rat pack but kind of pussy ass or something <laughs> like that uh, yeah, something along those lines. Don't we'll we'll get to it. Don't spoil yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. Just, <laughs> it's a great episode because Christopher is always chock full of great lines. Yes. Yeah, D girl doesn't. D girl doesn't disappoint. We should probably keep track of. I, I I he I think yeah he definitely makes every episode better. Christopher that is and oh for sure and probably I wonder if there's how many what we quote unquote call a bad episode that he was involved with. Probably not many, oh, or if I don't know. if at all. I mean, I know you know you have a hard on against Columbus Day, but we'll get to that. Yeah, Columbus Day is one of my least favorite episodes. We don't have to bore the audience with that description now. No. It's one of the worst episodes in the history of Sopranos, if not the worst. 
Anyway, so uh, yeah, we're moving through it. There you go, Sopranos. Sopranos fans. We're moving through it. <laughs> fucking snail's pace. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we've been doing this for like a half a year. We're only on season two. It's okay. We'll come it back is. next week with another episode. Yeah. Money in the bank. Well, you, you had some, some NFL news you wanted to talk about before we get into this week's picks. Um, what's top of mind for you? You want to touch on Odell first? I, oh, damn, Hazel. Hold on. <laughs> Relax. Okay. This dog's playing Hazel over here. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting. So Greg Williams in a, in a post-game interview, or maybe before the game, a playmaker. And... Uh, so I was, wait, I, you dropped out for a second. So he said Odell's not a playmaker. Yes, I think before oh the God. before the game, and um, <laughs> you know, I've been more wrong. The first the first one handed catch he made maybe it was only one handed catch that that game. I you know, I immediately texted you and I'm like, yeah, he can wear as many watches as he wants. Like when you when you when you can easily make a catch like that, just you know, you can do what you want. It's just a watch. Like it's nothing. You know, it's nothing really scandalous. And no, it's ridiculous. It's a minor rule that he broke, if if any. By the way, does he must have like Doctor J fucking hands, like the size of Doctor J's? Like I don't know how he well, does. He he uses those grips though, right? He's got those gloves. Yeah, they all do though. Yeah, I mean you're right. He but he's not necessarily a very tall guy, is he? I thought Odell was. Somewhat short for a wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think I, he, I don't think he's very tall, but I'm saying he his hands must be extra he's large. Five eleven. Oh, he's oh Jesus than Christ! You. Really? Wow. I mean, good God, five eleven with and, huge hands. So I was also thinking, like, I like Odell, and we do, and I think mm-hmm. I I know part of it is because we hate the Giants, and we get like to tweak that tweak Giants fans because. You know, they convinced themselves that they had to get rid of this guy. Now, he would have done nothing to help them this year, next year, maybe in three years he would have. But he was languishing there. And the Giants have, are just about a disaster at this point. But so that's a that is definitely a part of why I like Odell. But I don't you know, and and then his his past play, of course, he's I think they clocked him at 21 miles an hour. Uh, I don't know how you cannot love just watching him play. Well, no, he's an amazing playmaker. I mean, Greg Williams, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. The, you know, you, you go all the way back to, I guess, one of those first Monday night games where Odell made that one-handed catch in the end zone. Yeah. That was back when Eli was still good. Um, and, you know, ever since then, that's that's what all the, the guy's been doing, or he would he would catch, like, a crossing route. He'd catch the ball maybe, like, say, 15, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage, turn up field, and bye-bye. You know, he would just take off. He's been doing that ever since he got into the league. So I'm on Odell's side. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. And yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't start shit with anybody. He got into some um, He got into some shit with who, who – was it Josh Norman? Who Who is it that he always was doing? Oh, with? and the Panthers. It was uh... – it was Josh Norman. Was it Josh Norman? Before he went, okay, before he went to yeah, Washington. I think before he went to the Skins. Yeah, um, that was the only time where I th- I thought to myself, like, 
come on, Odell, just calm the fuck down. Your team needs you. I needed him because he was on my fantasy team. <laughs> right. So I would get really pissed when he would get himself his ass like thrown out of a game or he would cost the Giants like 15 yards, you know. So, But I feel like he's gotten a lot of that shit out of his system. He's 26 I, now. Yeah, I'm sure he has. You got a nice yeah, haircut now. He's got rid of the blonde hair. I'm, yeah. I'm pleased with that. He's calming down a bit. <clears throat> um, yeah, Greg, Greg Williams is a fucking moron. What well, a, why would I? I mean, Greg Williams him? even said at one point, he's like, "Oh, you know, you guys just feed into him. Like it's your fault. Like, like that's the point. That's the hill you want to die on. Like, oh, don't feed into Odell. Not that yeah, you know okay. Odell's like, not that Odell's crazy that like that, but but he's not a playmaker. What? Like, come on, man. It's just insane. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, I guess he's grasping at straws. He's not going to be able to go toe to toe with Odell in an argument. No. He did, yeah, he did an Odell who, and then Odell did it right back to him. So good for Odell, yeah, and good for the so. good for the Giants. They finally benched Eli Manning again. You know, so here's my comment on that, and of course I totally agree that you know Eli should be done. My problem is that why wouldn't they have? I I, I do think the guy deserves some ounce of respect. He won them two Super Bowls, regardless of what he is now. Couldn't they have just ha- had the balls to sit him down at the end of last season or the season before and said, look, we have to go another direction. We just have to. We're go- I want to give you the opportunity to go out on a high note here, not week three, I'm yanking you. Like, why couldn't somebody, the owner, the somebody in the family, sit him down and say, this is what we're going to do. I know you don't want to, but it's happening. So let's just do this the right way. Now it's... You just let it get to this point where Eli's now benched. That's how he ends his career? He's already, I, they misplayed this. He's the whole a, fucking thing. He's already been benched. I don't know why you're going down this road again. Who gives a fuck how they end his career? He never should have brought, well, they, they, they they brought him back on. this year at all to start him. Fuck well, it. I agree with you. Fuck his Super Bowl. it the right way. What was that? No, that, fuck his Super Bowl. That was, the game. That was two, how do you say that? That was two years ago. That Was it last year he was benched or two years ago? Um, it was two seasons ago, I think. I don't think he was there yeah, last year. I think it was two years ago that they they already yeah. they already stopped his starting streak, mm-hmm. and then they went all last year, and the guy sucked. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, how many? I mean, obviously the Giants don't even know what they're watching anymore in terms of football. They don't know what's good football or bad football. They let this. Look, why they even let this guy come back another year? That's the, that's that doesn't the, mean shit to me. I'm not a Giants fan. If I were a Giants fan, I would probably have a problem with it. That's their concession. Say, Why don't you just end this the right way? That's their concession what? to him. They don't know how to end it, so they're like, let's let's try let's try one more time for some reason. Right, get, have some balls. You're a billionaire. You don't know how to end it. Just tell him it's over. No, the, say look, you won two Super Bowls. Now it's done. They should have told him. And they, here's how. It's, yeah, two seasons ago. I don't know. I agree. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't they just do it the right way and end it? Well, where's you put your fans through two seasons of nonsense? Well, it's it. You know what? Well, where's his blame? He should have demanded a trade. He should have been traded to the Jaguars a year and a half ago. Or when he's it, one of those players who doesn't want to quit and he doesn't want to leave New York. That's his town. He won two Super Bowls there. Like I don't know what it's like to be the leader of a team for so long and to have success and then to all of a sudden not know how to play he didn't want to go out like that i get it okay on some level i mean look i think he blows now of course but 
I, I don't know. I, th- I just think I feel like the team is handled. You can't leave it up to the player to go out at the right time because they very rarely do. No. Especially a quarterback. No, of course We'll see not. how Brady handles it. Because his time um, will come. Maybe. Of course it will. We'll, we'll Look, see. Man, father time catches up with everyone. Maybe a little bit later for him, but eventually that, that back's going to be creaking. Those knees are going to be, you know, it's not everything doesn't feel as good on a Monday after a game. I don't know, man. He might be 50 playing. Hey, that would be amazing. Was Jeff George 50 when he played? I'm trying to think of who the old. No, back then it was 40 was like the oldest thing in the world. That's true. And we already had this conversation. We had. It was fucking Stabler or something <clears throat> like that. Um, okay. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, do you have any opinion as an Eagles fan? Um, do you not want him here? Not really. Do you care? Uh, I don't really want him. Uh, Why? I- I, I think he dis- disrupts the culture. Don't you and, think if he comes to a team that's good that he'll just be happy and he'll probably keep his mouth shut? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure exactly if he kept his mouth shut when the Jaguars were, you know, in the championship game like that, like, like during a good season. I don't know. But I, I don't remember hearing shit out of him when, you know, when, when they when they made it that far. No, nothing. I mean. You know, although my hero Adele has probably fought with coaches on sidelines and done this kind of shit, yeah. but in general, I don't want I don't want the guy that demands to be traded on my team, and I don't want I just don't want the guy fighting with the coach on my team. I don't know. I just don't want that. I just the guy wants to win, though. Can you look at it from that angle? Like he doesn't want to be on a losing team, and he sees them make the wrong decision time and time again. Stick with Bortles as long as they did, and he even went out there and was defending Bortles for a long time. Like he wasn't always a bad teammate. Well, I mean, that's uh, this is just my initial perception of it. Hayden, Man. Hayden was like, I definitely want him, and I, I, you know, sometimes He's like better the, than what we got. Sure, but I'm like, Hayden's takes are like the millennial take where they don't care about any of that kind of shit. Like we, right. we won a Super Bowl based on a team, a real actual team. You know, there was and n- talent. Of course. But there, I mean, was what, what jerk offs did we have on that team? What, no, what, what, we had what guys that needed all the spotlight shown on them do we have on that team? But I don't know that Jalen Ramsey needs that. I don't see he's not out there. He's not like he's not even like an Odell or an Antonio Brown. He's not you don't hear anything about him. All you hear about now, he's disgruntled because he I mean, I'm I'm just assuming he hates being on this team. It's he's had it. And now his one shot, Nikki Foles, is gone. And he's back there back to mediocrity again. I don't know. I don't know if I view him the same as I view like Antonio Brown or just a troublemaker, even a T.O. I don't think I see him in that light. Well, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to really give up a first rounder for him. No, I'm sure he deserves, you know, it's it's who's going to get. I'm sure it's fair, but. Who are the Eagles going to get in the first round that's going to be better than 
than him, than Jalen Ramsey. Who's, he's definitely a top three cornerback in the league, right? I'm not saying he's number one, but he's got to be top three. I don't know. At a tough position. I don't know. I don't know that a first-round pick is all that expensive considering what the Eagles are, where they're going to be selecting and what they're going to get. Yeah, I you know, I... I know you're I, conflicted. Obviously, I can feel it. It's well, obviously it's our biggest need. It sure is. Uh, it sure as you hell know, is. so but I'm almost of the opinion of somehow it. How did we finish last year defensive rankings? Because if you asked me last year, I'm like, yeah, our fucking secondary was disgusting. But I think they pulled it together eventually, or they got even the young guys got coached up enough, and and we're going to have a couple players coming back from you know from injury. I'm not expecting the secondary to be like this all season. But then again, I don't know if one guy even fix it. You know, it could be just a lost cause no matter what. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it would help. You know, I, you only have to worry about half the field when Ramsey's out there because he's going to be able to cover the other half. Um, last year, I mean, I think that for some reason I felt a little bit more confidence in the secondary last year. I don't know why. Um <laughs> If you, but I sure if, as hell don't feel confident this year. I just, I just worry about if you start throwing draft picks around. You know, this is the only real capital you have as a football team. And mm-hmm. and you know, you, you know, your point is well taken. I don't, yeah, I'm not. I have no idea if the pick they get next year is going to be as good as Ramsey in the first round. But it's I mean, just, it could, it could be. But it's it just, just usually isn't. I, I think though the idea of that draft pick and others is more valuable than one player. Yeah, I just think about how hard it is to land a shutdown corner. There are so few of them in the league. You know, to have one, you know that that really helps them. You don't have the same problems in that Falcons game. You you don't have um, what's his name Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, breaking free. Now I understand that coverage was difficult, and I listened to Chris Sims talk about Ridley's touchdown, and then it didn't matter. Like Darby was not going to catch up to him, and it wasn't his fault. But that was, I feel like you have Jalen Ramsey in that game. It's, yeah. it's a different story. That was really interesting the way Sims talked about that and how that yeah. how that coverage was. And, you know, it's funny. I did see, like, one Izell Jenkins reference, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> Toast Jenkins. And, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's not about that, especially if you're listening to Sims. Yeah, it could have been anybody out there. It could have been Jalen. It could have been Ramsey out there and it wouldn't matter. It could have been, maybe. Um, yeah. And it's all about, you know, so, at least in these first two games, Schwartz realizes what he has. And so this is why. You're going to dial up these these blitzes or these coverages, and you know sometimes you're going to guess wrong, and sometimes it'll be fourth and three, and then the game's over. But I don't know if Schwartz is going to make that mistake again. That blitz on fourth and three in that situation <laughs> with a guy like Julio Jones on the line. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He he might remember that one. That was that was not a great call. I mean, the, the, one the, one. the Falcons haven't really made a good play call in in years. So up yeah, until until Sunday, up until about three days ago. Yeah. So give them credit; they finally got one right. They sure did. Um, okay. Any other uh, topics you'd like to cover before we make our blessed picks? No. For the week? No. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I I mean, 
was trying to think, was there anything else? Now you talked, you talked about Eli. We talked about Jalen. I'm good. I don't think there's anything else besides the Eagles receivers or they're bang the fuck up. Do we have any, uh, is this an episode of times yours? Uh, Are we, <clears throat> we talked about the Eagle <clears throat> times yours. <laughs> episode one, 1.1, 1.2. Yeah. It's uh times yours. It's going to have its own little mini episodes inside every large episode. Um, Love so it. Whenever we shift to the Eagles, it's got to be a times yours moment. We just, yeah, we just kind of shifted to them. But so is there an injury update? Do we know what's, what's, uh, what's their status? So as far as I know, Deshaun Jackson is definitely out for the game. He is. Um, yeah, I think he's got a, it's actually a quad issue from what I understand. Um, not a groin. Okay. I mean, I know it's all kind of somewhat connected, but yeah, I think they isolated it to a quad. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, I think he's questionable and probably looking at doubtful. Like they, I don't think they gave Deshaun the, the definite out, but he's doubtful. And you know, if Deshaun's doubtful, what are the chances that he's making it back to probable or to playing? I don't think so. So Oof. yeah, those, those guys I think are looking like they're out. So I think Nelson's going to be the number one receiver. All right. Well, I'm ready to make my Eagles pick if we want to start there. Um, yeah, let's start there. You want to make your by, Eagles pick? By, okay. By the, the line. By the way, you're eight and eleven on the season for forty two percent, and I'm at eleven. I'm eleven and ten. I'm at a gaudy fifty two percent. Look at winning. you. Yeah. How do you like that? That's a good start. Thanks. Well, I mean, I like it for anyone who's who's placed their wagers based off of your picks. I like it. Um, <laughs> You'll be fine. Listen, follow we're making, we're making a lot of picks week one and two are tricky. We've said this a million times, uh, Very but overall might be a little bit more conservative this week. Yeah. Uh, so we're starting with the Eagles and it's the line is six and a half and 47. Yes. And first half is three and a half and 23 and a half. Uh, I am taking the Detroit Lions here, getting six and a half. And basically, you remember that time I said I didn't want uh, Jalen Ramsey on my team? Yes. Uh, well, basically, I don't know if a team with the secondary like the Eagles can be giving almost a touchdown. Because you're always one play away from you know, losing the game. Or certainly not covering the game. So why the Eagles may be up a touchdown most of the game, seven nothing, fourteen seven, and so on. Uh, that's way too many points to give up the way the defense is playing. As far as I'm concerned. Interesting. Okay, so I do agree. I I agree with a lot of your take there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we just talked a lot about the secondary and how little faith I have in it. I don't know that I need to worry about the secondary as much in this game. I think the Eagles' defensive front, you know, the line is going to overpower the the Lions. And I think Stafford is very prone to mistakes. Like, he hasn't started out that way this season. He's very prone to easily throwing two or three interceptions. This feels like one of those games where the secondary doesn't have to do much. Stafford's putting the ball in their hands. Um, I'm actually going to – I like both the, the first half line. And I like the game line. So the three and a half, I would like to lay three and a half in the first half and then six and a half total um, for the game. Uh, I like both those. 
I think the Eagles, look, I've, I've seen Aguilar um, take on primary receiving roles for the Eagles before. Um, now, maybe not necessarily with Wentz. I, I think that a lot of that success came more with Foles under center. Um, but I think Aguilar is going to be okay. Ertz is healthy. Um, I'm hoping they do the right thing with the running game this week. We'll, we'll see. I think they're going to have a, a much easier sledding running against the Lions. And you, So and, there's my pick. And you don't hate Aguilar because he dropped one ball last week? Oh, my God. I Look, I, I saw him have so much success last season where he really grew up as a receiver. It's ridiculous. People that are complaining, number one, he bounced back and, and, yeah. and basically made a catch to keep them in the game. I mean, he put them on the 30 or something like that, right? I mean, that was a tough yeah, catch. it was a fourth and 19 or something. Fourth. Oh, I mean, imagine a receiver dropping a ball like it's never happened in history. <laughs> like, it happens all the time. I watched Julian Edelman. Was it Edelman or Wes Welker? Who am I thinking of? They dropped an easy pass down the sidelines in the Super Bowl. And I can't remember. That was that Welker. Was the Giants. That, was that Welker? Yeah, it was the loss. Yeah, like, it happens to really good receivers. Um so, yeah, I forgive him. I still think he's a good receiver. I heard some people saying he doesn't have good hands. I don't know that I feel that way about Aguilar. But, I don't, okay, you know, maybe two years ago, last year, I thought he played really well. So, we'll see. I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I'm hoping they coach up Sanders a little more to, you know, hit the hole. You know, don't do that bounce around the line shit. I did hear Westbrook this week, and he was like, you know, when he was made at the NFL, like one of his coaches said, listen, Everybody in this league is fast and good. You can't do that bounce outside shit and get away with it. <laughs> you know, even right. though he did to some extent, but yeah, you couldn't do it every play. I mean, college is kind of silly when it comes to that the disparity in talent. Oh, of course. Yeah, the things that you can see on the field in college, they don't necessarily translate to the NFL. Have you seen my boy Najee Harris last week his his touchdown against South Carolina? No, I'm not all over college like you are. Breaking Once tackles, Olivia's hurdling. In school, I'll be watching. Yeah. Well, hey, good for you and Najee. Yeah, thank you. I hope he's making you money. You, you betting on Alabama every week? Uh, kind of. I'm not doing the game lines. I'm mostly doing. I've been winning um, the first half lines. Okay. I don't like the lay those big numbers, and they. Ha- I don't think they've. I don't. Th- they didn't cover the big number last week. I don't think. It's right. a long game. <laughs> it's a long game when you're covering a big number like that. What was the what was the spread? It's like forty two or something. No, last week of South Carolina is pretty good, but it was still like the line was still like twenty four. Um, okay. And the week before it was like fifty five. They didn't cover. I think yeah, it was insane. I think this week they're playing Southern Miss, and it's going to be. I think it's thirty nine. I might take oh Southern Miss actually. I mean, actually, I probably won't do that. I don't want to bet against my boys, but. Well, I mean, you're not. You're just betting that they're not going to lose by 39 or, or, or 40 or greater. That's true, too. Thanks for talking me into it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, come on. You can place that bet. Yeah, you're, you're still rooting for Alabama. You're right. And if, if I lose, what do I care? I've lost a bet. I've lost a bet before. You just, yeah, you just need Bama to win by one. That's all. <laughs> keep, keep it close. Uh, you want to um, go next? All right. No, you go ahead. Is time, time's yours? Episode over? Uh, time's yours is over. That's right. right. So that you, that was brought to you by Andy Reid. <laughs> so uh, next up, what's your next the next game you like? Hey, speaking of Andy Reid, I was watching Inside the NFL, and I was watching the highlights of that game, and like he's on the sidelines with Mahomes, like sitting on the bench, 
Like the yes. like the, the game is on. Like the they're the Chiefs are playing defense. And you know, he's obviously is not involved with the defense like at all. I think he's a you know, the offensive genius. Like I again, why doesn't he just like put other aspects of the game into someone else's hands too? So we don't have to come up with our, you know, weekend at Andy's routine. You know, the idea we had to, you know, put his impersonator on the sidelines. Like he should doesn't he know by now? Oh, whatever. I don't know. Look, I like I like how he handles Mahomes. Yeah. He knows Mahomes is his if he has a ticket to a Super Bowl victory, it's in Mahomes' pocket. Sure. Like that's the guy that he's got to take care of. He's got to be inside his head, make sure the kid's doing okay, and he is. You know, Mahomes seems like he's got it all going. Um, I love seeing him sitting there on the bench with him. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, it's great. And you know, he probably looks at Mahomes like a son. To be honest with you, um, it's the son that he always wanted. <laughs> the athlete, you know. <laughs> um, I don't want to get into any history, but. You know, I'm not going to. It's really sad. Um, yeah, I like it too. He was doing that a lot last season yeah. as well. I think Andy Reid's a good guy, man. Oh, I do too. He likes, he likes this kid a lot. Sure. Who, who wouldn't? Who's, or are you, who's are you that? Going me? Into that game? No. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. Um, it, although I probably probably think the Patriots will beat the Jets by 22 and a half. Um, you know, back when my dad was bringing back those parlay cards. You know, the general rule, rule is, if, you know, you don't give more than two touchdowns in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Patriots first half minus 12 and a half. Sure, that seems reasonable. A two touchdown um, start for them. Or maybe even a touchdown and two field goals. I can yeah, see that. I think that's I, – I don't see the Patriots – I watched the Jets the other night – I don't see the Patriots yielding many points to that Jets team. Can the Jets score? Who's the quarterback now? Is it Simeon went out, right? Yeah, it might be the other guy. Some, some guy named Wall or or something. I mean, I mean, twenty. They're, they're not going to score. Twenty-two and a half might be the easiest money in the world, but I'm just going to bank on the twelve and a half will be just as easy. So, yeah, I, I'm not I, doing I the game. Like Le'Veon Bell. Well, I feel like Le'Veon Bell has success um, or has had success in the past against the Patriots. This is a different Patriots team. He's not on the Steelers anymore. He doesn't have Mike Tomlin as his coach. He's got Adam Gaze as his coach now. The Jets are putrid. 22 and a half is definitely doable. Mm-hmm. My my only fear is that in some way, because, it, because it's a, a, a divisional game, it becomes some sort of a slugfest, or they just run the ball a lot, like it's the Sony Michelle show. It slows it down. They don't score, you know, because you, now you need four touchdowns or three touchdowns and a field goal, which is possible. But if the Jets score by accident, you might be in trouble. I, I, yeah, it's too. I'm not going to take the Jets, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely too scary. I need I'll need the Patriots to to kick someone's ass like. Uh, maybe two more times like so this sunday you know let them beat the jets you know uh 38 to 3 and then whoever they play the following week let them beat them by a similar score and then i'll then i'm on board and then i'll just say okay they're steamrolling everybody and then i'll start betting these huge lines but it's 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 tough as a seasoned gambler to lay 22 and a half is just it just kind of 
goes against everything I was made to believe. It makes you a little squeamish. Yeah. And I certainly can't I certainly can't take the under um forty three and a half. <clears throat> the Patriots could put up forty two points themselves and the Jets could, you know, kick a field goal early. I did forty three and a half just seems low. I understand most of the scoring is gonna be happening with the Patriots. It just I don't know. You know, Patrick that, Mahomes put up four touchdowns on the Raiders in like a quarter yeah. last week. That's too tricky you know, too. Patriots yeah, it's too that. tricky to fuck with the over under as far as I'm concerned too. It really is. Yeah, but the Patriots, not that they're unpredictable. What I mean is they they could score 50 right. this week very easily. Um so you know, I don't want to play with that. I I just don't want to play an under. Um so I'm not doing anything in that game. All right. Um I will actually move on to Green Bay. Okay. Packers are laying seven and a half. And I know I was talking a lot of shit yesterday about <laughs> even maybe me, you know. I have it at eight, by the way. This helps you. So they're laying eight? I see seven and a half on DraftKings. I looked at it tonight. It was eight. Well, Unless it came in a little bit. Okay. Came in a little bit. Um. I'm going to I'm going to do it one more time. I don't think the Broncos are very good. Um their defense is not what it was. Um I I think this might be the week where Rodgers figures it out a little bit. Um I have faith they're at home. I like them to win by 10, so I'm going to lay the 7 and a half. I I yeah, I'm not uh I don't know. I I might join you here. I I think I think this is an easy victory for the Packers, and I, I mean Joe Flacco on the Broncos. Good God! God. Speaking of uh, of inside the NFL, like when he threw one of his interceptions, he just was like, he was he wasn't he was just like walking on the field. He's like, my bad. Like he said it in the weirdest way, like the most casual. Like he did not barely give a shit. And in fact, based on that, I'm going to take the Packers too. All right, there you go. I'm glad I sort of talked you into it. I think you yeah, talked yourself uh, Yeah, into it. I don't need... To, why, why would I... Why would Flacco... Why would he give have any chance? <laughs> That's great. I think Flacco talked you into it. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. I still have it eight, but well, I'll make it seven and a half just because you saw it there. That's fine. I mean, give our, I'm looking at it right now, so I'm assuming... Give ourselves the half. Assuming it's a good line. Yeah, seven and a half. Um, all right, do you have anywhere you'd like to go next? Because I do. Actually, uh, I did want to go to Kansas City, and mm-hmm. it's another first half. Kansas City laying the three and a half in the first half. Um, the The game line is seven, and I think this will be a better game than usual. But then again, I don't think we're in any position to be betting against the Chiefs. Uh, seven is nothing to them. And even though I think Baltimore will probably put up some points too, uh, I just yeah. I, I just like the seven. I like the touchdown lead at halftime to easily cover to three and a half. So I, I got Kansas City laying three and a half in the first half. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I I I am not with you on this one. I I think that I'm not saying that the Ravens are going to win this game. I I do think that there's a chance like this could be this could be a tied game. Um, going into halftime. Um whatever the score is I, th- I think both teams can definitely put up points the ravens have shown that uh, for whatever reason i mean lamar jackson is 
he, he's a different guy than from what I saw last year. Oh yeah. Um, you know he's he's matured a lot. He's suddenly accurate, and he can really do a lot of the things that Mahomes can do. Not throwing wise, but he's able to make plays on his feet. He can get out of the pocket quickly. He finds the right guy usually. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm scared to do what you're doing. Uh, if anything, um, I'd rather take the what is it three and a half mm-hmm. or three? Three and a half. I th- I think I'm going to take the opposite. I'm not. I I, I don't feel confident enough in the full game because the Chiefs could just you know Mahomes could score a, a quicker pace than than Lamar Jackson. But I think I'll take three and a half in the first half. All right. This was this so we are. This was one of my standard bets last year. Was Kansas City in the first half? Sure. <clears throat> hey, hey, look, I mean, I think you're probably more likely on the right side of this, but I don't know. Something, something's like jumping out at me about this game that maybe it's just going to be tighter than than we think. The Ravens yeah. have played really well, and yeah. their defense is pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, and they played the Chiefs uh, pretty good last year, but they played them tough. And you know, there's no Tyreek Hill. I don't. I don't know. Like the talent on the field is not the same as it was when they faced each other last year. But Kansas City's defense is better too. So, please, we. I don't know. Some, I I lost uh, whoever Robinson from the Chiefs in our waiver wire tonight by like <laughs> by like four dollars, and someone bid twenty seven. I only bid like twenty three. Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus, there you, you know. go. I'm not. I'm not worried about yeah. Tariq Hill. That's that's. I'm not worried about that at all. Him not being there. You, well, no. I mean, I guess it, it's just it, it's a different. It's a slightly different offense. It doesn't have that ex, the exact same explosive downfield threat. Like Sammy Watkins isn't Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is almost unmatched by any other receiver in the league in terms of speed. They 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 barely need him at this point. The way Reed is well, is, is drawing up this offense. No, you're right. I'm, I'm not conc- I'm not concerned genius. about the extra. You know, five miles an hour, Tariq runs faster. Okay. All, All right. right. What's your What's your next one? My next pick. Uh, that's a great question. Um, there were a couple places I wanted to go. Actually, um, you know what game was interesting to me? The The Raiders Vikings. Like, am I supposed to believe the Vikings are so good that they can lay eight and a half on anyone? You know, that isn't the Dolphins or. Cincinnati or I don't I don't know this you know unfortunately we need three weeks in the NFL to really get a handle on yeah. this because I like Minnesota last week after their week one but Oakland looked good week one bad week two but they're you know it's and by the way every home team is favored this week except for the Browns and the Redskins I know Really, really difficult week. Uh, I hate taking all home teams. Yeah, uh, I really do. But I, I just said no. I mean, I kind of agree. I guess you're taking the Raiders. No, no, no. Oh. I'm not touching the game. Oh. I was. I, I had. I had a thought about it. Um, I was intrigued by it because eight and a half feels like a lot. The Raiders demonstrated they could score. Um, but you know, I mean, the Vikings could. Their defense is still decent. They could shut down Carr. <laughs> you know, Carr's not Carr's not Rodgers who's going to put up 21 points on them in the in the first quarter, or first half, whatever. No way. I just I don't I don't trust the Vikings enough to lay eight and a half. I certainly don't trust Carr to 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 cover the eight and a half. 
So, no. So, thank um, you for actually, giving us your I'm, stay away game. <laughs> yeah, that's my stay away game. So, uh, where I am going, I'm going to ride with the Colts again, my friend. Uh, giving one um, at home to the Falcons. Coming off an emotional Sunday night victory. Uh, I'm sorry, the Colts defense is going to be able to shut down the Falcons in an away game. I love it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. My, my lines are way off because I have two. Um, mm. Let me double check. You're making everything more difficult for yourself. I, yeah, it is one. Huh. All right. Is this because you, did you have to call a bookie to get these lines? <laughs> is this like five hours yeah, ago? Yeah, he's, he's, he's giving me his fucked up, he has biased lines. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Colts minus one. I mean, I, my only take here is that the Colts, they've, they've shown that they can hang in there um, with teams. Yeah. Um, they, they played well both weeks. The Colts you are know, better. So one of, I watch it. We, they we are both better. watch Atlanta this week. Atlanta is nothing. I mean. Atlanta, Atlanta can't run the ball. Oh, my God. They're not going to be able to run against the Colts. They, ba- you know. they barely beat an Eagles team that was basically decimated. And just like like the Eagles in the first half were, were like shell shocked. Well, oh, they were. I mean, they they were awful. Carson was terrible in the first half. I mean, it, they were not playing well. Yeah, fuck Atlanta. Um, I'm, I'm 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 not taking this the Colts, but I'm I'm all for it. I, okay, I agree yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the the Colts have a very good run game. I think they're going to be able to control this game, and their defense is good. And you know, I still like. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. They got T.Y. Hilton. They got good tight ends. Yeah, fuck this. Fuck Atlanta. Yeah, of course. Uh, this fuck is a Colts game. So. And they're not, Colts uh, yeah, they're not in their home dome. So this, yeah, this is a disaster for them. All right, so I gave All my right. stay away game. There's my real <laughs> game. So where do you want to go next? I only I, got two picks left. All right. I'm going to Dallas. And although I would love to lay the 21 and a half, I'm going to do the same thing I did with the Patriots. And I'm going to lay the first half 12 and a half. And over 23 and a half. And I'm going to make this a parlay. So this will be one bet, little parlay, Dallas and the over in the first half. Although on DraftKings, I can't bet parlays. Parlays on a half. For some reason, no. you can't bet, which is completely fucking stupid. And, of course, the offshore thing, I was, always did it with them. So on the, on the why, I can't do this. Uh, I don't know. But... You're, you're screwed. So anyway, I like uh, Dallas rolls here, and so I might, I probably settle in on Dallas minus twelve and a half, since I can't do the parlay anyway, and then maybe not do the over twenty three and a half. But I like them both. So you don't like Dallas laying twenty one and a half? No, it's just you know not yet. I, I you know, not yet. For the <laughs> for those big lines, it's it's week three. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think Zeke might have three touchdowns himself. I'm sure he will. I, I'm, I'm laying 21 and a half. Oh, here. okay. I feel very good about this. I feel very good about the Cowboys' ability to smash the Dolphins. Um, I hate the Cowboys, of course, but their offensive firepower is insane right now. Do we? And Zeke's just warming up. Do we simply bet against Miami every week and just be thankful that we had like? You're gonna look back on this and say, "God, I should have bet against them every week." Well, we know, like, because we know Miami will probably lose by thirty, like very easily. <laughs> yeah, and 
but like again, it's just because of my hangups of these big lines in the NFL is like the main reason. But well, these lines will probably start getting to thirty, and then we'll probably still have to bet them. Like you know, I don't know. Let's look at Miami's schedule. Let's have some fun. I'll vamp a little bit. Uh, I mean, their their schedule can't be that difficult. I mean, but every team is every team poses a challenge for them. Their quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, so they're, yeah. So next, they have next up? week they're home to the Chargers. So they'll probably be getting eight to ten there. Then they have a bye week. Uh, maybe a little more than that. Yeah, but go on. Then a bye week, and they're home for the Redskins. Some much needed rest. Yeah, for their defense. <laughs> the Redskins could light them up. The Redskins can easily win by ten. Yeah. Um, they're at the Bills, so they won't score a point. <laughs> that might be like a six nothing game. I mean, even that line's going to be two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Then they're at the Steelers. I don't know yet. Um, Steelers blow. Yeah. Oh, they, that might they not be blow. that large of a spread. Yeah. They're home to the Jets. Um, again, we're not going to bet the Jets on the road, at least not for a crazy line. They're at- Who is this? A fucking Miami Dolphins fan podcast? Well, why or not? Well, let's see. I'm going through the fucking season schedule. Well, the point is, they're not going to have another huge line against them until I don't know. I think most of these lines will be reasonable. Then they're they're home to Buffalo at Cleveland, home for Eagles at Jets, at Giants. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we just have to just have fun with this line and lay the points. I, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I mean, I really think that, like I said, I think the, the Cowboys are just going to score every time they have the ball. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating, but this just feels like that 40, 45 to 3 <laughs> sort of a win. It does. I, I don't know. Um, where you're, you're like 21 and a half points is nothing. Should have given these guys 35 points. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to lay 21 and a half. Okay. I feel decent. You know, we're picking on the, how many more here. picks do you have? I have one more. All right. I have two more, so I'll go next. Um, yeah, you go next. This one, I'm not happy with the swing because it opened up Cardinals getting two and now they're giving two and a half, but the Panthers are so horrible. And there's such a mess that I have no problems with the Cardinals at home winning by a field goal. I don't know. You know <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's anything to worry about. Um, so I'm taking the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, pardon me. I really want to. Um, I, I feel like I've been a little too high on the Cardinals over the last week or two. I just want to back off a little bit. But I... I I support your your wager there. Obviously, I also want to stay out of any game where Cam Newton is is a part of it. I just I don't want anything to do with Panthers, whether I'm against them, yeah. or, or 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 for them. <laughs> I just don't want it. Understood. Bad yeah, for McCaffrey me. could go fucking crazy, despite he doesn't have a quarterback anymore. Um, hold on, am I crazy? What is this line? Two and a half. Who's favorite? The Cardinals. Cardinals are laying two and a half. Because now I'm looking at this this website I use where it says that the Panthers opened at three and a half. 
plus three and a half. Minus three and a half. What? And then it's now they're two and a half. Am I great? Is camp, Are is we camp reading this playing? wrong? No, I'm. I know a, a minus versus a plus. <laughs> I'm looking at Cardinals minus two and a half. They're minus one thirty six on the money line. Maybe it was always uh, the Cardinals were. It probably was. It was probably a three and a half point line, um, and and too many people have jumped on the Panthers bandwagon and mm. came in a point. That's my guess. Even better then. All right. Cardinals minus two yeah, and a half. Tough. It's fine with me. Yeah, I think the three and a half is probably more like it, um, and that's where maybe it gets a little iffy. All right, it's probably a field goal game. Next pick. So my next pick, I it, you know I really wanted to touch the Texans Chargers, but I'm not going to do it because I just I don't know what to think about the Texans offensive line and Sean Watson's chances of not getting sacked twelve times. So right. I'm going to actually, I am going to be on the West Coast here. However, and I'm going to San Francisco where the Niners are laying six and a half against the lowly Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. now. And I think they win by touchdown or more. So I'm laying six and a half against the Steelers. I like the Niners. They're looking pretty good, man. Defense is strong. They can run the ball. Steelers are just inept, and they don't really have a quarterback. Yeah, they don't. And and it it, it just worries me that now, you know, we don't have any film on this guy. I feel like he didn't he wasn't he in for most of the game last week? Like when did when did yeah. Roethlisberger get hurt? It was early. I thought it was either like end of the first quarter or early second quarter. So, you know, he was playing and he was scoring. He was doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh that's my only concern there. Um but that's you have a travel into San Francisco, which can be a loud stadium, um, especially now that the Niners look pretty good. Jimmy G's playing a little better. I don't know. I don't like them in the hostile environment of San Francisco. The, yeah, yeah. The, the one, the yeah. My only concern is, that, and and also you factor in this is like their last stand. Uh, once you're zero and three, just you know, forget about it. <laughs> their last stand is. There is no stand. No, I, I hopefully I hope not. Yeah, that team, they're, 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 it's over. Uh, um, all right. Well, hey, look, I'm laying six and a half. Okay. Good luck. I think you're fine, but we'll see. Just, just cons- where are you going for your final pick? You will. Ne- you won't believe where I'm going with my final pick. You just won't believe it. Um, or should I take a guess? Yeah, go ahead. You believe that Taysom Hill is going to be quarterback for the Saints and you're taking four against the Seahawks. Am I right? I am not transparent. Yes. I uh, I knew it. I just, I knew it. I like this as much as I hate the Saints and Sean Payton lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I've, I used to like them. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, one of my favorite plays in NFL history is when, when Payton called up that onside kick in that Colts, oh, the Colts yeah. Super Bowl. And that was beautiful. I've been so down on Breeze, and especially Breeze on the road, Breeze on grass, Breeze anywhere, because we know this guy can't throw the ball anymore far. Uh, luckily, he has a Kamara and a and, a, and a, who's a fucking receiver? Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas has been blessed with a right. crazy. So he has these guys that are career. just like so gifted that he just has to get the ball in their hands and they can do anything. Uh, yeah. I love this. Addition by subtraction. I love that. I love that everyone is kind of writing off the Saints, and the Saints are, you know, the Saints aren't that bad as much as I want them to be. 
and they're getting four points here. Uh, Seattle has not, you know, they're two and zero, but you know that they barely squeaked out against the Bengals at home. Uh, you know, you can't read too much in into this stuff, but I just I love the Saints here. In fact, in our pick and pull, I'm probably going to pick the Saints to win the game outright. Okay, can I ask you a question? So, no, because this matters for me. No, no, no. Hang on. It's not. I'm not. I'm not picking apart your 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 selection. I like it. Um, is is Taysom Hill definitely starting? It's not. Bridget no, Hill? they haven't. They haven't even said. And I don't even care if it's Taysom Hill. And even though Brit, oh, you don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I. I don't know about Bridgewater, man. I'm saying that that Sean will have a game plan even for Bridgewater and and be prepared. Yeah, it's going to be throw the ball for 170 yards. Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, look, you're getting four, so that helps. It does. Uh, Seattle, they're such an unknown to me because I still don't necessarily know what their identity is. Are they going to be a running team? Is it going to be on Russell's shoulders? I just don't know. Their defense is supposedly much better. They do have that Davian Clowney who, I don't know, I haven't heard his fucking name called yet this season. But, yeah, I, you're probably right. I mean, plus fours, this is probably a good pick. Like, I, I like it. I mean, and then you even you, you think back to what I was just saying about, about Donahue and the Steelers. Like, it, it still it still becomes like a, like a miracle win for Seattle last week. They only won by two points. And, like, you know uh, – that is true. And that is so. True. Like, what is wrong with them? We love. I love Russell Wilson. Everybody does. But what the fuck? I mean, and then you see when the Bengals get their fucking just ass destroyed by the Niners at home. I know. I, I you know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to think. Earth. Like, I love the Seahawks week one. So there's a little bit of that too, where I don't know exactly what's happening with Seattle. So yeah, I mean, they scare me at home. But then again, like you said, they. They were having a hard time putting the Bengals away at home in week one, which is when you should be super hyped yes. um, to play a game <laughs> you know, at home. Um, the Niners have a better defense know, in Seattle? Is that what we're saying? Is that what happened? I don't know. I, I know that the Niners' defense is supposedly good. I haven't seen them. I can't speak to it. This is just what I hear from all the podcasts I listen to. Um, Seattle's defense has been okay. Not great though. They couldn't hold back the the Steelers and the Bengals. They made John Ross look like fucking Steve Largent. <laughs> exactly. And, so I, you know, I don't know. And as you, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say Russ doesn't have any receivers. I, I I do think that's why he's got Tyler Lockett. You take Tyler Lockett away. I don't know. I guess he's got oh, uh, DK, he's the kid that came. He's got DK Metcalf, but you know that's a rookie. He, <sighs> I don't know. He's got nobody. He doesn't have a tight end. He's got Chris Carson as his running back. Like he doesn't have a ton of Listen, weapons. So I kind of understand. There's still time for you to join me. Take the Saints, and then we can have the same amount of picks this week. Uh, I'll go on record as saying if there's an announcement between now and Sunday that Taysom Hill is starting, I'm on board. Okay. All right. Well, I'm assuming that line is going to come in yeah. if Taysom Hill is starting. Now let's look at it this way, and this is another reason why I took the Saints. <clears throat> When you factor in our pick and pull and all these home favorites, okay? So you have the Pats at home. Pats are winning. You have the Eagles at home. The Eagles should win this game. Green Bay at home. Mm -hmm. That's, a, I mean, 
I, I don't give the Broncos any chance there. Buffalo at home with the Bengals. I think Buffalo kind of crushes them in a way. Um, yes. Minnesota home against Oakland. I just, you know, I don't know about Oakland team at all on the road, especially. Uh, Kansas City at home with Baltimore. Maybe that could be a tricky one, but I'm not, I'm not picking against Kansas City just yet. Uh, right. Obviously, Dallas is an easy home pick against Miami. We both like Indy, Indianapolis at home against Atlanta. Uh, Tampa, we like at home, or at least I do, against the Giants. I'm not, I don't like the Giants anywhere. I'm a little squeamish there. I don't I don't love the Buccaneers. I don't like the Giants at it, all, but I don't know. You got this new quarterback. Oh, it's, maybe there's some weirdness there. Well, yeah, let's jump back to that in a second. Um, I love Arizona at home against the, Car- the Panthers to win. Um, you like the Niners. I both think we both think the Niners are going to beat the Steelers. Uh, yes. San Diego and versus Texas. Who knows? That's a toss up. I'm not necessarily picking that. And then, so basically, what I'm looking for is that live dog, road dog, and that's yeah. where I settled into New Orleans also. But you're right. Maybe the Giants again. You know, we don't know what we're getting with fucking Zion starting, and uh, that could be. I, I don't think it, I don't think the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is the other option. So it's Pittsburgh Saints and Giants. I think is for the road teams that could win, and or they could cover. You mean? I'm even talking win at this point. I'm even talking our pick and pull, and that's why I'm thinking Saints have the best chance here. Maybe the sure. maybe the Giants or Giants are one B. Tam- the Buccaneers are not good. Yeah, Tampa sucks, but but the Giants are so bad they're impossible. You can't bet on them or pick them. At least the I can't. The edge you can give. To, well, no, I hear you. I mean, I love Saquon. You know, so so right there, you, you have an offensive weapon. But the only thing you can say about Tampa is, I mean, Jameis Winston. I think he fucking blows. Um, but you got Bruce Arians as the coach. Like I gotta think he starts to pull this together somehow, and maybe that means he he benches Jameis Winston. I I don't know. Um, but I don't know if this is the week where I want to be laying six and a half. Um, I don't, I don't care that it's the giants, you know, they're still a national football league team. The bucks just don't look that good. No, they don't. Uh, I don't know. They could barely beat a Carolina Panthers team where Cam Newton couldn't complete a pass for like eight throws in a row. Yeah, I know, but, but that's, but I think the giants are even worse than all of that. Um, they're bad. They I, are. I would love to take Cleveland this, Cleveland this week. They're at home Sunday night against the Rams, but I don't think they're up to that task no, thank yet. thank you. Um, yeah. I do kind of like Washington Monday night. They're getting four from the Bears, which... Uh, yeah, I don't I don't hate that pick. Uh, yeah, all, all the... And here's here's my other... Here can be my other caveat. So you're going to say if Taysom Hill's name starter, you're taking the Saints... Uh, yes. I'm going to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I made seven bets. Uh, if I go five and two, if I even go four and three, I'm I'm betting the Redskins Monday night. Okay. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. I will just go on record as taking the Redskins. So I will add another bet, another wager here. I like the Redskins yeah. getting four. Um, I, I I feel like Trubisky is almost like a game away from being benched. Yeah, if he continues on this path, I I, I wasn't fooled watching his fourth quarter comeback or no. with uh, the Broncos at all. So 
he is scary average. He really, <laughs> he is. really is scary average. My God. That's a great <laughs> description. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. He's just not what anybody thought he was. It, what do you have? Five good games, and it's like we're basing this guy's whole career off of. He had a little bit of success one year in his second season. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. I think I'm good. Yeah. Not only are you good. Well, I'm good, and all the stadies are good. That's right. Take right. these picks to Everyone's the bank. Good. I mean, come on. You got some stellar picks. You got the little Sopranos tonight. Uh, our takes around the league. You got a little bit of everything except for Scorsese, which I shouldn't have even brought it up because you're going to uh, want to get into it. And I'm not, I'm not touching a Scorsese movie. We're two hours into a podcast. Here. All right. Yeah. That's it. So <laughs> That's it's time it. to go. I got to work tomorrow. I'm going to Alabama. Believe it or not, I don't make all my money off this podcast. <laughs> I got to go work somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, have fun in Alabama. Roll Tide, Johnny Cakes. Roll Tide. Uh, all my best to the family. I hope you have a safe trip. Uh, is Hayden going with you guys? Yes, he is. All right, so it's a true family trip. Oh, yeah, it's going to be delightful. <laughs> well, I know it's going to be a fountain of conversation in the car on the way down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Three different sets of headphones plugged into ears. Uh, I can see it now. <laughs> Well, have a great trip. And uh, thank thank you to everyone for listening. Appreciate your time. Time is now yours. And uh, Jeff, the time is now yours to sign off. Great time's yours episode, Johnny. But otherwise, can you do me a favor? Put a smile on your face. It's a God of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime It's a garden state of mind